Master Sergeant of the Air Force, Joanne Bass. I just want to open up with a little bit of how are you feeling right now? ATA day two, we've got to meet a million of these mobility airmen that are doing things that you hold dear and you've been trying to move the force towards. What's it like almost seeing that vision realize as we get close to the end of your tenure? I do. So anytime I can leave the Pentagon, Aaron, <laughs> and, and hang out with our airmen is a good day. And so it really does feel good um, to be here. We've actually been on the road for about three days. This is my third stop. Um, but what an amazing opportunity to see our mobility airmen, total force, guard, reserve, active duty, to include seeing some of our soft teammates and, and, and everybody else, the people who actually make the mission happen. This ATA is a little bit smaller because obviously there are things that are going on downrange right now that's not lost on us, but again, a significant opportunity to come together, to connect, to refocus and recenter, to be able to hear from senior leaders and be able to share so that we can all just move forward together is just significant. That clarified guidance and intent is so important to hear from the lower level and to see General Minahan, the quote that I just thought of, I, I seem to remember General Minahan saying something that real world operations haven't ceased and we need to be able to find a way to continue those real world operations, whether it's in the Middle East or in Europe or in Indo-PACOM as we look forward. We need to find a way to balance those two things and move forward. One of the things that he hits on a lot is his Warrior Heart program. I know that's something that's near and dear to your heart. How important is it for you as we are getting to the end of your tenure here to really focus and solidify some of those family programs? You keep saying that, end of your tenure. You're making me sad. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is kind of bittersweet because it's taking me, I actually feel like I know what I'm doing right now, but yes. As, a, as I am rounding kind of that last lap of, of my time, which by the way, has really been an honor of a lifetime because I tell people all the time, I still feel like senior airman Joe Bass at sure. times, who, was, who served in the 2-4. Um, but now being able to sit in this position as we start to close things out, to be able to actually see some of the good work that we focused on for the past three years come to flourishing as it relates to resiliency is really key. Um, I couldn't be more proud of the Fortify the Force Initiative team and all of the ideas that they have brought to bear and lifted up to a senior level, whether it were our Secretary of the Air Force, our Chief of Staff, all of the MAGCOM commanders understand some of the policy changes that we need to fix when it comes to uh, making sure that there are no stigmas with, with mental health to getting after some of the things um, that impact our defenders and our maintainers, to helping to shift a culture and talk to the senior leaders in all of those functional communities. Um, you know, we, we, we have to, we can never forget as, as leaders that the resiliency of our force directly ties into our readiness of the force. And so if our airmen and our families are resilient, if they, um, if we can relieve some of the pressures that they face and they're able to concentrate on the things that they need to to make sure that our nation can sleep well at night. Crushed it, Chief. You're obviously good at this since have you about you obviously have, have been paying attention to this and staring at those problems. I'm gonna shift gears for a second because I'm a team guy, as you know. I love our team and I'm not afraid of, of talking a little mess every now and again. During your time as the Chief Master Sergeant of the Air Force, you saw, you know, the highest enlisted position in the United States military, SEAC number four, Chief Ramon Colon Lopez. 
You served with him for a long time. You called him a wingman. You called him a brother in arms, a mentor. And I know that peer to peer, you've shared a lot of experience with them. With him and with the new chairman of the Joint Chiefs, his staff, fleeting up from our own service, how proud are you to see that Air Force Blue at the highest ranks of the DOD? I, I, I couldn't be more proud. And, and, and that I think is great, but I think the significance is is that the Department of Defense and our senior leaders who run this nation realize the value that air power brings to bear. And to have an airman sitting in the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff position, to have had an airman serving as SEAC number four, just highlights the significance of what air brings to the fight. And so um, that's huge. I mean, and, and when you look at, and, and, and not just from the airman perspective, but who both of those individuals are and the character that they bring is absolutely what our nation needs. And I do think that I'm privileged in the sense of I get to sit in the room and watch leaders like them and listen um, as we deliberate on how to, one, care for the service member, um, and two, make sure that our nation's defense is always at the forefront. Like there, there is never a moment where we have lost sight of any of that. And, and we need to make sure that we share those truths too, right? Again, you have, you have, we have some of the best leaders that our nation could ever imagine serving in the United States military, and I couldn't be more proud. That's amazing. As you were sitting, you know, you were pulled a million different ways. I, I do think I probably helped mentor CZ. When, when, <laughs> well, when, when, we, when we did serve in the 2-4, he was a staff sergeant. I right. was a senior airman. I think there was some mentoring up at that time because we were probably both knuckleheads, but he maybe more than I. Fantastic. But, 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 but a brother in arms. I, I tend to agree with that yeah. as a fellow PJ. Yes. I tend to agree yes. with that. That's, yeah, might you have been always a little needed guy. the ops person to take care of you. Absolutely. Yeah. Always. Yeah. It's a, it, it, we may be the tip of the spear, but the people that are actually making the spear the actual usable tool is not the tip of the spear. It's the entire rest of the support system. I'm going to hit you with a quick one here. AFC, it's heating up. I know you're a Chiefs fan. I happen to be a Browns fan. And we have the number one generational defense in the, in the NFL right now. Do you think that the Chiefs win the AFC and go on to the Super Bowl? So this is actually a great indication of um, information warfare because <laughs> I've been told by my husband, a great leader, a mentor, that, that the Chiefs actually have the best defense right now. So okay. just, you know, I don't know. We're, yep, maybe, <laughs> we're going to have to really get to the brass tacks though. But, hey... It's not going to be easy. I think that we've seen, actually, it's funny because, you know, after our Chiefs lost to the Broncos uh, the other week, it was really a great lesson on you've got to bring it every single day. Yep. You, you can never assume that just because we've won for the last 16 times that we will always win. And you can tie that and thread that into the current fight today. Yep, a lot of parallels. You know, there. we are the world-dominant power, hands down, but we can't rest on our laurels and assume that that's going to be the case in the future. That's why I tell our folks all the time, Aaron, right? What got us here will not necessarily get us there. Our force has to evolve, not just the Department of the Air Force, but our joint force has to evolve to make sure that we are covering down for the threat that we might face in the future. And I have no doubt um, that we will. I have the utmost confidence in the leaders that we have and the leaders that are coming after us. And this being here at ATA is a stark reminder to me of the amazing leaders that are coming. Sometimes I wish I had a GoPro. If you could see the 20-year-olds that we give decision space to 
to make those decisions, it, it's amazing. Even, even when I went out to Fort Liberty and spent some time a few weeks ago with some of our teammates, um, I left there encouraged that there's nothing that we can't do um, at all. Booyah. As we get close to the, uh, to the end of our time here together, I just wanna say thanks, Chief Master Sergeant Bass. I really appreciate you coming on from the Chief Master Sergeant of the Air Force seat. Uh, I'm proud to say that we've had you on two or three times. Let's get you on one more time when you, uh, when you can speak a little bit more freely and we'll have a team room conversation. I can't wait. Hey, I, you know I love ones ready. Like always paying attention. Even had your, was repping your shirt yesterday. My team's All like, right, let's did go. you know we're going to spend time with them? I was like, no, I didn't, but it doesn't matter. Thanks for the work that you guys do. Um, thanks for growing and building our force. It's not necessarily, you know, I, I talk about PME all the time. Our PME is hands down some of the best PME, but it's not PME that makes us who we are. It's the experiences that we have and it's our touch points together. So thanks for being a touch point to so many of us. Outstanding. Thanks so much. We're out here.